0: Hi everyone! Great to have you back for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, we've got some great guests today. Uh, one, her name is Jenny. She's from Germany. She's going to speak a German accent with a lot of spitting. No, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love the German. A- I love the German. Yeah, the very. A tool you do that so well. I'm all wet <laughs> See, I over, over here. There. Bring my umbrella, Peter. In the shower. All right. And then our next guest is Sandon. He's from India. And he is married to a Thai and spent some time in Thailand. Uh, very glad to have you. Uh, everyone knows Atul. Uh, I'm Indian. Yep. And he is in good spirits today. He's not bandaged up. Uh no, not today, because uh I was healed. Healed? Awesome. <laughs> Instant healing. Instant healing, uh, wow. okay. Maybe uh, Sandon prayed for you. I don't know. I it's In Hindi. He In did. Hindi. Okay. God heard Hindi <laughs> wow. God speaks <laughs> Hindi. Okay. That's another podcast he's there. A, uh, he's a relative of Ravi Zacharias. <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots, hey. Lots speaking of Ravi Zacharias. What an amazing man. It's amazing. Just uh, his ministry. And boy. We miss him. And we pray for that ministry. And the ones that have followed him. and But. Hey, we want to talk today about what's uh, what's the most important thing we can say to young people. And uh, maybe you're 60 years old and feel like you're young. Uh, that includes you, okay? But <laughs> but really, I'm going to have Jenny start off. Um, Jenny, I know you're in our Bible college. You're actually getting ready to go back home. You've graduated. And uh, it's been amazing having you here in Baltimore. If uh, If you could say one thing to young people today... Uh, or many things, for that matter, what would be some things that would be on your heart?
1: Um, one thing that I found to be very important is having a personal relationship to Christ. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, and everything like praying, going to worship services, or like worship nights, going to church, every all of those things were very normal and very I was very familiar with those things like I you know I knew how to pray and I knew what to say for people to go mm and like it's easy to kind of get into a routine of of acting spiritual but you go home and you're in your bed and you're thinking like wow what what does all of this mean like where's my heart where where's where's my life going what am I doing and You find yourself being empty after having done all those things seeming so spiritual. But I realized once I left my parents to come to Bible college that God, yes, was the God of my family, but God had to become my God, like my personal friend, my personal savior. And that's one thing that really changes your life when you kind of step out of the shadow of other people's faith and you allow God to reveal himself to you instead of seeing him through other people only.
0: Wow. That's kind of a huge thing uh, that it becomes real to you. Oftentimes in a church, people that, you know, when they get like 18 or 19, they leave the church uh, and they just kind of rediscover it on their own. Um, how, How did you do that? Uh, what a what an what an amazing point there because we can have borrowed convictions we can kind of act, we can act like a believer. <laughs> it was kind of funny what you said having the language, but really nothing's nothing's going on in your heart. What 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 was the difference for you?
1: I think it just came. I came to a point in my life where I saw the life of my mom and I was like, wow, like she has something going on that I don't see, but it's very obvious that something is there. And same goes for my dad. Just people in the church. I knew that inside of them they had something going on and it was life. It was life giving to others and that is always like very attractive. Like if you see someone you're easily attracted if they're fun and easy to be around. And it was more than just being fun and easy to be around but what were the things they were saying to me? Like were they giving me life? And I've had amazing people just really guide me and care for me and being very intentional with ministering life and not just any kind of life but really the life of Christ that stirs your heart, that stirs up your soul to look for truth and constantly think about people like you were talking about in the podcast of evangelism and I think... I saw the love and the life that people had for me and their willingness to give Hmm. that to me. And it was almost like, hey, like I found this treasure and Jenny, I want you to have it. And I saw that my whole life, but it came to a point where I realized that God was talking to me like God was calling me out of my family And that did change my life because finally I realized, like, wow, God is personal and God is not just far away, but God is very near to my heart. And I think whatever happens inside of us really does affect what happens in our physical world. And I saw that my parents had something amazing happening inside of their hearts. And I saw their prayer life as a couple together, but then also separately like my mom whenever anything happened she would just disappear in her room and I would like go and knock on the door like hey mom are you okay and she would be on her knees praying Mm. and I saw that and I was like whoa like God is real and she has a real relationship and I I knew that I needed that we as young people we look for significance we look for acceptance we look for stability and we never really come to a point where we find those things, neither in friendships or in success or, you know, when we go to college, having a big career in mind. Like all those things are important and amazing, but not fulfilling to our souls. And just Mm -hmm. having found Jesus on my own and having realized he's the one who fulfills my needs, he's the one who gives me security and significance, I think that was the first step to being a person that also can give life and give love with intention, knowing that that's what people are really looking for. Wow. wow. That wow. was amazing.
0: That was. That was I think yeah. she's the first woman on the men's podcast. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> and we have uh, quite a bit of women listening to her. Yeah. You know, I was just
2: thinking as you were talking that um, I've known you for the past three, four months. And I actually, I'm, I'm a great admirer of you, and um, we have talked about a few things, and I see all the talent that you have, but something that you said to me that stuck out about three weeks ago, that's that uh, even though I have talent, but God is doing something inside of your heart. What is that? like there's, a, there's something that you have a beautiful ministry with young women. And I think it's a struggle right now that you're going through. Can we a little bit of talk about that struggle where 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 is God in that struggle like how where, what is God doing in that little struggle of the heart? Mm. <laughs> Sorry to bring no, that okay. up, but I was because <laughs> I know the answer, but I just want I think it would help people when they l- listen to you that is it's, it's a it's a it's a good struggle
1: I would say God's word stands first in the life of a believer. You have to be in constant... You constantly have to be ready to receive. Like, I can be walking home, like I live across the street from the church. Um, I can be walking home, and if God's saying something, am I receptive? Mm -hmm. We always have to put ourselves in a place where we are receptive to God's word because that's really what stirs our hearts. And meditating on God's word, maybe when I'm not able to receive anything new, maybe I'm kind of stuck or I'm in a little bit of a weird situation where emotionally I'm like all over the place. I have to go back and think about the things that God has done in my life before and think about the things that I have heard before in seasons where I feel like it's dry and I can't receive anything new. not That doesn't mean that God is not saying anything but yeah, just having God, God's Word be the first thing that I go to, having God's Word cut deep. Like, I can allow God's Word to maybe touch the surface of who I am, but I can block God's Word from going deep. Maybe mm. because I'm afraid of God touching things that have always been hidden or are, like, so dear to my heart, but I believe that God's Word is not... When God's Word cuts us it doesn't cut us to hurt us but it cuts to heal it cuts to take out old dirt you know like yeah we just have to always be receptive be ready to receive and we have to be intentional with putting ourselves into God's presence and then have it be a thing where maybe if I'm with an unbeliever or I'm with somebody who's going through a rough season in their lives where I'm inviting them into God's presence. But that precedes me putting myself into God's presence. Mm. And then prayer, having a relationship, like it's more than just, oh yeah, I go to church on Sundays and I go to outreach. You know, you cannot go on outreach every day but still not have a relationship. And when you have a relationship, you can always be receptive. It goes back to knowing God personally and that, is a struggle sometimes, you know, because relationships are always up and down. But the good thing is that God is not up and down. If something's up and down in my relationship to God, it's probably me. But just knowing that God is always there and he's always the same, like Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a real thing. And knowing that even though times in the world change, people change, maybe I change, God doesn't change, and just ministering that to other people, but then also allowing God's word to circulate within me, not have it come in one ear and go out the other ear, Hmm. but allowing it to like stay within me, and I think that's what it means to like meditate on God's word, to just have it be something where, like David is saying in his psalms, like, He lays down and all he thinks about all night is like God's word. And it's like going through every part of who he is, like into his mind, maybe into his hands. Like that's all he knows and that's all he wants to be with and that's all he wants to think about. And out of that meditation comes the ministering of life. It's like a whole big circle that is very simple, but so effective and so powerful, and it does affect other people. Mm. Oh.
0: Excellent, excellent. You know, Jenny, you said some really good stuff here, and uh, I'd love to unpack that <laughs> uh, eventually. <laughs> uh, I want to have Sandin say a couple things here, and Sandin, maybe, maybe my question to you, and just a segue off of what Jenny's been saying. Um, she keeps using that word "life giving," and I love that because you know bees gravitate to honey not vinegar right mm-hmm. and um but for young people today there are so many options there are uh maybe are there's career paths so there's distractions um you know and those are understandable things cuz life is like a jungle right and we're trailblazing in a lot of ways but what would you say to young people today um you know i think of in your country like idolatry distractions of idolatry and in our in our nation it's probably we have the same amount of idols <laughs> just just masked differently but what would you say to young people today that uh would really you know i hear this a lot maybe you want to talk about this um you know people might say i'm a spiritual person you know and then we we'll say it like in a mystical way you know are you a believer Oh, of course I'm a believer, I was born in a, in a Christian family, or I'm a spiritual person. How would you talk to a young people, a young person that maybe is thinking like that, kind of an abstract thought that they're thinking, and, and really they're unsaved?
3: Well, um, I was with the church in Bangkok for many years, and I was also a teacher in Bangkok. And uh, I would uh, get opportunities to talk to young Buddhist students, most of them are Buddhist or atheists. Buddhism is atheism. Um, so I would ask them, uh, why do you believe what you believe? Do you know what you believe, and why is it that you believe it? You know, so that that's where the journey begins. Like most of them would say, I believe because this is what my parents believe. I'm just believing what they believe.
1: Hmm.
3: You know, it, but but it was half baked. It was not f- wholehearted belief. I'm just you know following the traditions. Like trying to be a good Buddhist, trying to be a good person, then I would challenge them, like do you know what Buddhism is all, all about, like what is it, what is Hinduism, or what is Catholicism, or what is Christianity, whatever it is, why do you believe it, or Islam, if you're uh, raised as a, as a Muslim, why do you believe it, so yeah, so the challenge begins there, like you've got to question what you believe, even Christians are, should, ought to question what they believe, like in the Bible, you see, uh, Jeremiah and Habakkuk and other prophets question God out of their pain and anguish and, and you know doubt. So um, God is not insecure, but mm. our questions and doubts or anger, or whatever, God can take it, and He wants, like Jenny said, He wants to take that those bad things. You know, He wants to take it and give us life, that life which is Him, which reminds me of what Dr. Stevens preached a long time ago, one of the things that revolutionized my thinking when I first came into the ministry, God doesn't want my life. Like, you know, it's it's pretty when we sing those songs, like, I laid out my life for you, <laughs> all that stuff, Gosh. but God wants me to have his life. Mm. You oh, know? good. Yeah, see, that, like I said, it changed my thinking, like, wow, it's like, it sounds so nice when I say, God, I give you my life. And there's a place for that, and we understand what that means, but he is life. He is the way the truth and the life. That's mm-hmm. what everyone needs irrespective of age, especially young people. So he wants to impart that that new life through a new heart through the cross to me. And all I need to do is just keep receiving that infinite beautiful life of grace mm-hmm. in my doubts and my fears and my failures. And Especially for young people, I think that's where the journey begins. Like, you know what, I'm gonna I, I will question. I have questions. Some questions will be answered, some won't. Like mm. David himself said, you know, I'm not gonna to spend too much time thinking of things which are beyond me. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna believe God for what he has said. And that's faith that pleases God. And it's so simple. Christianity is so simple, it's not complicated. It's not like Buddhism. <coughs> Dravi Zachary said, If you wanna be a Buddhist you need a college degree. Hinduism. <laughs> that's how com- he, he meant it. That's wow. how complicated that's it is. But Christianity is so simple. Jesus said, come unto me, you know, learn of me, take my yoke. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He has everything for us. And all we need to do is just receive it. It's, wow. it's really
2: interesting mm-hmm. when we talk about Buddhism, Hinduism, and Sikhism, all these isms. Every single religion on the face of this earth t- tells us you've got to pay. Pay yes. for yourself. Pay for you, Pay you have to pay. Mm. But isn't it amazing the Bible just kind of demonstrate that God bore our sins on the cross that we don't have to do anything. It's like I just have to believe. Yes. And it just changes, the, changes everything. A, and if you're just sitting at a round table and there is every religion is on round table like the knights there's only one truth mm. and that truth is Christ. Yes. Everything else is a lie.
0: Wow. And, and I, I remember that Ravi Zakhar was mentioning that one time. You know, just getting back to something Jenny said, I think it it complements what you're saying everyone's looking for a significance value to belong to something uh you know uh you know we're so wrapped up in our felt needs, you know you know filling our stomachs or you know or uh just water and and these are key things, but we can be driven uh you know to just meet the natural need, but we never find the spiritual need it, it it's It's interesting. <laughs> Well, the way technology is in our world today, we can put a person on the moon, but we can't we can't fix a relationship mm-hmm. and This is why our faith because our faith is connected to everything, so uh it and 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 it's not just a resource it's the source and I want to get back to you, Sand real quick, like if you were to say somebody say something to someone and Jenny too, this is for you. Let's say they're on a career path. They're trying to find themselves or find their way or or journey through life. And we understand it, right? When did you come to the faith? How old were you, Sandin? I I got saved when I was 18, but I found greater grace when I was 22. Okay, 18. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What would you say to somebody that's kind of like on the journey and uh, 30 years later or 20 years later, however old you are, Sorry to say that to I mean he's forty two. Oh, you look young.
3: But <laughs> so what would you say to the eighteen year old today, the twenty year old? Uh, trust God, you know, Proverbs three, five. It's true. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. God will make a way. Uh, faith life is beautiful, it's challenging, it's not a bed of roses. Jesus said that the, the path that leads to life is narrow and difficult and few will find it. So it's a question of, do I want to find that path, that, that discipleship path? Do I want it? And it, as, as a Luke 14, there's a price we paid for it. Um, and we all pay, have paid our prices to, to come this far. And we will continue paying that price if we continue to choose Christ. Mm. So it's not a bed of roses. It never will be. Jesus never promised that. And, but it's what we gain in him money can never buy. Ah. You know, what we gain in him, the world cannot give, like Pastor Shaw you know, sings, I've got something that the world can't <laughs> and the world can't take it away. So, um <laughs> faith is so beautiful, it's so personal, it's so powerful. It's the is that one thing that pleases him and that that one thing that connects that one thing that God gives as a gift. Mm. Faith in him through Jesus Christ. And um thank Good. God. I just thank God that he helped me believe in Him, and, and continues to help me believe that that gospel of grace. You know, yeah. and I and I hope people will choose that for themselves too. And I, I pray that I continue to do that for myself.
0: <clears throat> Beautiful, Jenny. You want to say something to that? Maybe the person that's on there, on the the road of pre-salvation. Maybe they're just busy climbing the corporate ladder, or they're just doing what they're doing. And and thank God for that. You know, but. But, uh, you know, anything you want to say to them?
1: I think it's funny that you're asking because I'm kind of on that path right now. I'm 19 and I'm about to go to college and I'm kind of asking God, like, hey, so where's this going? But I find peace and freedom in knowing that there is a way that God's blood, Jesus Christ's blood, has paved for my life. I do not have to go and look for a road to walk on i do not have to pave my own road there is a road paved for me and that's the road that i want to walk on and i can find that when i go to the cross and i say god i do surrender my life and i want to be humble and say god like i'm giving you all these things and you do what was meant for my life and uh, sorry not clinging to my life and saying, like, oh, this is my life, but really going to God and receiving the life that he has for me, receiving his life. And then I find that road that the blood of Christ has paid for, paved for my life and just walk on it with freedom and really have many wow moments with God, as Pastor Schaller always says, and, like, really live an adventurous life because I think that's what God wants us to live. Like, our lives are not supposed to be all religious and ooh, you know, like
0: <laughs> don't
1: make too big steps or don't laugh too much or like, you know, but I think we're supposed to have fun. And I'm I'm sure we find that when we find the road that the blood of Christ has paved for our lives. That's, That's
2: really interesting what you just said, Jenny, because uh, I think uh, your adventure is just going to be beginning very soon with God as God takes you. To another journey uh, as you go back home and and God is going to show you because there's a foundation that has been built in your life through the Word of God and through Christ Jesus as He paved the way in your life and because we know you so well here and as we have watched you for the last couple of years and see what God has done and I'm really kind of excited and I'll be like uh, in the back praying for you. That your life is just going to begin, and Christ Jesus is going to be reigning through you in Germany, and many people that will come across your path will get to know Christ through you mm. and that is an uh, amazing testimony that's an amazing a uh, life that you have, and even here you are just passionate about god and i don't I am waiting till you know maybe in ten years we could talk about do this podcast. Again, and we'll see what God has done, because I think
0: it's, it's limitless mm. what God has for you. You know, I, I think it's so key, like both of you said it, prayer, right, to just say, God, I'm yours, and to receive his life, and he'll direct your paths. I think so many young people are seeking direction. I think of Lamentations 3.25, that says, he that is quiet before God, he will guide them. And I just think so many times we're so full of our own plans. I remember I came to the faith when I was very young, but really actively started to walk with God when I was 16. And I really, the the thing that really tipped me uh, to pursue the Lord uh, as a missionary was I saw people, like I have two brothers, uh, one who didn't have much but had joy, and another brother who had a lot but didn't have much joy. And I just noticed. I said, "Hey, I want. I'd rather have a little bit, but with joy." And it was like their life with God, like you were saying about your mom. It was like their life was very attractive. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that we clone, but we follow people's faith, right? Hebrews thirteen seven. And a tool just to close it out here, because you're the great closer. Uh, I am. I, I just I want to, to say, just real quick. Oh, sorry, go ahead. you. You said something great, and you can say whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But I. I at, I have. no you to, for the you're, permission.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to say whatever. you oh,
0: want anyway. master!
1: <laughs> oh man! Okay,
0: we're going to have to edit that. Okay. <laughs> no, you said something. Every religion starts with pay. You know, you have to pay for something, but in our Christian faith, it's all about it being paid in full. I don't know if you want to comment on that or whatever you want to close <laughs> out the broadcast I'll, with. I'll uh, I'll comment. Yeah, I think uh, even uh,
2: in denominations. We find ourselves that we have to do things to please God. We have to discern. You could go to the Baptist or you could go to um, Pentecostal. There's always legalism or this or that thing that you have to do. But I I love when it's only the grace of God. Mm. Is everything is taken care of. It. It's just the grace and mercy of God. Mm. That we are free. We could be ourselves in Christ. And we could just enjoy God. I think... Christianity becomes a burden for most people because they don't know how to enjoy God. There you go. I think that's why we uh, we see people walking like, you know, with their back bent, with so much on them because they're carrying so much weight on them. Because God never want us to carry any of those things. God says, "Just roll it over to me, and I'll carry the stuff. You just enjoy my grace and my mercy." Mm. And and if we are free. As believers, we don't have an understanding that we don't have to do anything. We'll just come to Him with our, just ourselves. And let God do the work in us. When God started to do work in us, then it's not, it's not me. It's, it's it's all about God. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I, wow. I just want to say something to Santa. Santa, I have known you for about a year or two, and I, I love something you said to me uh, when you first came here. You moved from Thailand. You have a beautiful daughter who just... Every time she sees me, it comes right to my lap and just sits out there. She's adorable. She is, and your <laughs> wife amazing. And he says something really that struck struck in my head a long time ago, and I I I think it's awesome. You did all this by faith, and I didn't forget that it's been a year. And how often do we trust God for smallest thing to the biggest thing? how often it takes a great man with a great heart to have tiny little faith in great God and God and you did that and you are here by faith God is doing everything by faith your your life is blossoming before us in this ministry and mm-hmm. i just want to say thank you for sharing that because it's so easy to forget that all we need is faith in Christ and God would do anything and everything as long as we believe. And I think same goes for Jenny. So yeah. as we close, uh, I just want to say thank you for both of you just uh, sharing your heart. Uh, we will be praying, and we yes. really... We, and if there's somebody who's listening to this... We hope so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> We hope people maybe, are listening. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe you are struggling. Like, okay, what's what's happening? Like... Maybe it's time to stop worrying about what's happening. Maybe it's time just to simply trust God. Yeah. And stop working f- towards God. Let God do the work. So easy for us to just constantly doing things to please God. God is not pleased by our works, but God is only pleased
0: by our heart. Yeah. You said something really key, and we can... You know, two things I'm thinking about is like, you guys gave God your youth. So many people say, I'll serve God when I'm 60 or 70, but you guys have given God your youth and he can give you more of a life than any of us could have ever made. Secondly, we're called to enjoy God. And I maybe we'll just close the broadcast with that thought. God, you are called not to be his employee, but to enjoy him. And I think when we enjoy him, we are very active and very diligent. So, hey, Sandon and Jenny, thank you so much. God bless thank you. Thank By the way, you. you have no accent. I don't know if you noticed that. Her German was perfect. I mean, her English was perfect with no accent. <laughs> but only time when she speaks German, she spits at us.
3: When she's yelling, then the
2: accent uh, comes out.
0: No, <laughs> having a, She doesn't do that. All right. God bless God you, guys. Bless you. Great thank to you. have you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution Podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.